One last conversation before Bills and Chiefs. This time we're focused solely on the injury situation. It'll be me and Dr. Kyle Trimble breaking it all down today on Locked on Bills. You are locked on Bills. Your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Saturday to you, and thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day. And as a reminder to you, we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Well, as promised, it's me. It's Dr. Kyle Trimble of Banged Up Bills. We want to talk about this game on Sunday. In case you're living under a rock, the Bills are playing (laughs) Sunday. And so we're going to dedicate everything today on the injury situation heading into the game. We're going to talk about the Bills side of things. We're going to talk about the Chiefs side of things. And we're going to touch on Trey White and his return uh, from the pup. The 20-day window has been initiated. And so a lot to get here today with uh, with Dr. Kyle Trimble. Thanks for joining me. Um, and uh, I, I guess let's start here with the two players that have game day designations. And I'll tell you what, this is great news. It's been a while since you and I have had a fairly light uh, list in terms of actual game day designations. We have Jake Kumro, who will be out. He won't be available on Sunday. But then the only other player that's in flux is Jordan Phillips. Now, that's a big deal. He's he's obviously capable of making a big impact. Uh, but he's been limited all week with a hamstring that's kind of been plaguing him for the last several weeks. Let's talk Jordan Phillips. All right. So, recap, Jordan Phillips originally suffered a left hamstring strain in week two against the Titans uh, while he's running down with the Matt Milano pick six. He then missed week three, week four. Surprisingly, he came back in week five, even after limit, having a limited designation all throughout the week. Um, I think a lot of people were surprised that I certainly was one because I thought that I'd want to see a full practice from him due to a hamstring, the soft tissue injuries before he went back out there and played. Um, in one sense, unsurprisingly, he did suffer another re-injury to that area. So what happened was about four minutes left in the second quarter, he pulled up lame during a block, uh, came off the field, and he was questionable to return. Usually in, you know, with the score, everything else going on, I wouldn't think he came back, but he did come back in the second, uh, second half of the game. He did play for one play and was rather ineffective. And then the second play he tried blocking, he just didn't have a oomph and he signaled to come off. So I applied, applied the effort for him to continue trying to play, even though the score was out of hand in regards to the bill's favor. But I think it was more precautionary that he's able to come back out uh, and and not have to go back in there. We saw him doing the dirty dancing thing with uh, Josh Allen, which was good, saying that he could you know bear his own weight and Josh Allen's weight because he's not a small guy. <laughs> but looking at everything, the Bills are as healthy as they've been since Week One. Um, you're coming off an injury that to cost you two games. You have a bye week on the other side of this. Do you try risk playing? One sense that says, hey, you're probably better than what we have on the roster. Uh, I know they re-signed Brandon Bryant, but what do you bring to the table as Jordan Phillips if you go out there and you do the same thing and you pull up blame? Suddenly you're down a player and you only have 48 guys on the game day roster if you have the extra offensive lineman. And in case this is a game, God forbid, that there's a ton of injuries, you want every healthy body out there. Um, so will he play? I, I don't know. I don't think he should play, though. And based on the injury and the week afterward, 
it's probably best he sits, sits this one out. But Joe, I want to throw it back to you for a second. What does Brandon Bryant bring to the table that Jordan Phillips would not in this case? Well, I, I think there's a difference in the level of impact that those players are capable of making. Obviously, you have 340 pounds of Jordan Phillips and a ton of athleticism and and a just a pure energy guy for the football team, right? I think Brian, Brand, uh, Brandon Bryant is a serviceable player that you can kind of get by with, but you lose impact and you lose energy. So uh, it would be great to have Jordan Phillips, but it really feels like the Bills kind of went away from their typical behaviors right kind of played him a little sooner than we thought and then they had the re-injury and it's it's not great right like he probably shouldn't have played last week and then had been fully healthy for this game and then obviously with an extended rest afterwards again the bills kind of went against uh, something that they typically do and here we are right so I, I don't I don't really love how that all played out uh Kyle this injury report is interesting, right? We talked about there's only two guys with game day designations, but there's players that have been limited all week. Christian Benford, limited all week with a hand. Uh, you have a player like Dawson Knox, limited all week with a foot and hamstring. No game day designation for either player. That tells us that they're going to play, right? I mean, how do you kind of sort through all these players that have been either limited all week or limited all week up until Friday, but don't have a, a game day designation? It, it, this feels weird to me. It does because you see limited, limited. Sometimes you see a full designation and then they no, have no game day designation or they have a limited or full and they're still questionable. We saw that last week with even Tremaine Edmonds. He was yeah. do not participate all week and then was questionable, did not play. So it is interesting because usually when you see limited, I start to think, okay, are they questionable? Uh, so going down the list here, we have Christian Benford. Uh, broke his right hand uh, against the Miami Dolphins week three came back and played with the club on special teams and then missed the next two games. I had thought based off the fact that he broke the metacarpal in his, his hand based off where you see the suture sites at. And then the fact that he has to use a club, I thought he would come back more against green Bay, you know, fully healthy, or at least as healthy as he could be without a club on. He did have a red non-contact Jersey on all this week here. So I'm sure they wanted to see how he respond to having a club on his hand. I thought I saw a picture that he just had a regular glove on his hand, maybe during Thursday's practice, but Wednesday's practice, he had like this gigantic toilet toilet roll and then like a glove uh, put over. It was a real interesting uh, setup there. So my big thing was, is he going to try playing with this, this club apparatus or is he going to try going without it and at least try to see how the hand feels? It might just come down to how he can function if there's a pain swelling in the area. Um, the fact that he's he's otherwise healthy, he can go out there and play. Maybe do they limit him on special teams and just have him as a reserve cornerback? I'm really curious to see what they do with him, but it looks like he's going to play. But I could see you know, the Chiefs picking on him because he's a rookie. He has one hand or at least one good hand, and they could pick on him knowing that he hasn't seen some of the stuff that uh, Mahomes and, and the offense can do there. Maybe he plays teams, right? Like we saw him at least in the game that he played – and broke his hand, he he continued to play the game on special teams, right? So there's maybe there's some creativity, but I guess to your point, you want as many healthy bodies as possible. Um, but you know, they'll they'll sort through that. Do, what what about Dawson Knox? Like, what are your expectations here? Um Knox has played well against the Chiefs, typically. I think he'd be a major asset, but it's been a lot of different injuries this year, and obviously not a not really a whole full week of preparation to get ready in terms of practice participation. He, he's been known to play through injuries. He had the injuries in college coming in. I don't know that that necessarily dropped his draft stock. You would know better than I would, but um, he, he's been known to play through injuries throughout his entire career. 
and he was even on the West Her podcast. I didn't hear the whole thing, but there's a clip out there where he's talking about how an ankle injury could lead to a hamstring injury. And he said turf toe could lead to other issues. So like he knows how the one injury can kind of lead to another one. And we do see compensation patterns with injuries here. So I don't know whether his, his foot injury was causing the hamstring injury because we know it was a right foot injury sustained against the Titans week two. I don't know if that was causing the um, hamstring issue. He did go into the blue medical tent in week four at the beginning of the game against the Ravens. Um, he's going to try gutting through that, but they might move some different guys in and out of the tight end position. We've seen Quentin Moore start to rise up. We've seen Tommy Sweeney available, though he could be inactive. They have Reggie Gilliam, who have gotten in, in the offense. So um, Knox might be that red zone threat that they get out there, or they just might limit his snaps. But I don't like that he's having to play through his injuries, but he's still a better option than what we have on the roster. So it might just be kind of limiting what he can do to get out there, but still be a threat. Any other Bills players that have been limited that you feel we should touch on here to be aware of dynamics entering Sunday? The other big one is Jordan uh, Poyer. You know, coming in with the uh, rib injury, he did practice on full on Friday, which is great, great to see. Um, I was contemplating what else could be able to go on with the ribs there because they held him out last week, and there was that report from one of the Pittsburgh media guys that he was kind of incensed to the fact that they held up Poyer because they – uh, the Bills see, saw, saw that uh, the Steelers were an inferior opponent in his eyes, which looking back at the score, they kind of were. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad we have that ability, that depth to rest guys like that, the cap space and you know get guys in there, get that experience so guys like that can rest. But it's interesting that Poyer fell on his back and how he would, or how he did. So that suggested maybe there was more of an injury going on, not so much a cartilage injury because that's more in the front there, but there could be a cracked rib in the back or he might just had a really trouble, you know, twisting and, and rotating the things he needed to do as a safety. So I'll be curious to see how he goes, but this guy's tough as Dale's. He's played through all sorts of different injuries throughout his career. Um, the guy had a last right kidney before. Granted, he didn't play through that, but that dude is tough. So mm-hmm. even if he does have a broken rib or something in there, he's going to play and he's going to give it his all knowing he has a bye week on the other side. I want to sneak one last one in here regarding Tremaine Edmonds, because if my memory serves me correctly, Friday was the first time that he was a full participant in practice in two weeks. He's good to go. Any concerns there? There's always concern when you have a hamstring coming off of that, but if he's able to go in full, um, it was interesting that he was questionable last week despite not practicing. So mm-hmm. um, my guess is that he's he's probably closer to 100% than even last week, obviously, because there's an extra week there. But just the fact that he's able to go in full and limited. And keep in mind, limited, you could miss one repetition or yeah. one rep or whatever and still be considered limited. So they might have held him out one drill just to make sure and then get him full to make sure he can good, be good to go. There's always a chance to re-injure that stuff. But historically, I've seen that the Bills – they typically don't have re-injuries with their hamstrings or calves um, too often. We saw it with Tim Settle earlier this year. We saw it with Jordan Phillips. It can and does happen, but we don't see guys managing these injuries, you know, constantly throughout the season. So it's like if they're gonna have this injury, they're gonna deal with it, and then usually it doesn't pop up later, or at least publicly that we know of. All right, in just a moment here, we're gonna talk about the Trey White situation and and get into the Chiefs a little bit, who. Uh, already have a suspect defense, and they're going to be even more shorthanded with some of their players in the secondary in particular. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But first, here's a sports analogy for you. When it comes to burglars, your home is like the end zone, and you need the absolute strongest defense you can muster. This is why I use and trust Simply Safe Home Security. 
At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. It's cutting-edge technology powered by 24/7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back, so you always know that your home is safe. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. They have HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. You can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. You can also save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month for free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting information this season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. It's BetOnline, and it's where the game starts. All right, Kyle, let's uh, let's get into some conversation on the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, this secondary is banged up. They've got th- uh, two guys out, um, Rashad Fenton, who's a starting corner, and Brian Cook, who is their third safety, that they like to play some three-safety looks. Meanwhile, you have Trent McDuffie, their r- rookie first-round pick, who played in week one and, and, and played well, and he has a chance to potentially play this Sunday, although there's some reports out there that he may not be available, and that's going to put Kansas City with two rookies potentially at corner, and Jalen Watson, a seventh-round pick, and fourth-round pick Josh Williams up against his Bills passing attack. Let's let's talk about it. What what can you tell us about these Chiefs uh, and their injury situation entering Sunday? So, like you mentioned, the players that are already out, um, Fenton, He's appeared to suffer the hamstring injury against the Raiders um, sometime in the second half. I didn't exactly see the play, but when you do not participate on a short week and you play the position as cornerback there, that's going to be really hard to get out there. Even if he wanted to get out there, let's say in a playoff matchup, he would still be exposed badly. He wouldn't be able to backpedal as efficiently. He wouldn't be able to cut. He wouldn't be able to stay man-to-man. He would be a liability out in the secondary. So for the Bills' sake, it's great that he's not out there, but Looking through Twitter mentions, I don't think Chiefs fans are a huge fan of him to begin with. It seems like he was getting burned pretty good on Monday, but that might just be bias of, of Chiefs fans. But either way, that's experienced cornerback that um, can't even stick with you know our the Bills wide receiver number one or two. Um, and then you got safety Brian Cook also suffered a concussion against the Raiders from what I found as he was not in the, on the injury report last week. Like you said, this could be a big loss because he is versatile. And then Trent McDuffie, he suffered the uh, hamstring strain week one, put on injury reserve, signifying there was at least a pretty severe grade one or you know low grade two. It's that kind of timeline where they wanted to give him, you see t- hamstrings happening where two, two, three weeks, and then you're looking at the grade twos, four to six weeks, or sometimes even eight there. So that's where I kind of said maybe it's a severe grade one, moderate grade two, mild grade two. Um the big thing is whether they want to activate him. They have until 4 p.m. on Saturday to activate him. I don't know if that's gamesmanship, but they were talking about maybe wanting to keep him an extra week there. So if he doesn't go, that's only beneficial to the Bills. But even if he does go, he is a rookie. I know he's a first-round draft pick, 
but he could still be picked on. But once again, he could be a healthier option than uh, Fenton and uh, Cook because they're not available. Yeah, it's a little bit like the Bills were going into that Dolphins game, just really shorthanded in the secondary. And, you know, they don't have Willie Gay who's suspended. And just a lot of pieces, like I talked about on the Friday show, just a lot of new pieces in that back seven altogether, a lot of young players. And, you know, you're talking about Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, Ken Dorsey's very dynamic passing offense. I, I feel like that's going to be a big X factor in this game. Uh, let's talk about an X factor for the Bills potentially not this week, but very soon. Mr. Tredavious White, two seven. He has been cleared to practice. He started practicing this week. He had the red jersey on. I watched uh, a lot of video of him moving around. It looks good to me. But you're the professional. I'd, I'd love for you for you to kind of walk us through this Trey White situation and what your expectations are going forward. Yeah. It was almost feels like a huge weight lift off my shoulders. And I'm sure Bill's mafia as well, because like now we finally have an answer. Okay. Trey white is going to come back. We don't know exactly when, but he's out there practicing. He looks good. And th there's hope not that there was um, hopelessness, but there's at least hope that he's going to come back and, and provide a spark for the secondary because they've been banged up throughout the time already this season. So uh, just a quick recap towards ACL on uh, Thanksgiving last year. Had surgery about three weeks later. He was real close to being activated, uh, according to what Brandon Bean had said. They brought it all the way down to the wire um, prior to cutdown days, and they elected to keep him on pup for the first four weeks. That ended extending into week five, and they were wanting to bring him on slow. Uh, they said that there was doctor's appointments, things like that, but I also think they had some confidence in the secondary to say, hey, let's let this play out, see how it goes, and it's obviously been doing great despite the injuries. So from the video we've seen from, you know, you got your Matt Perino, Sal Capaccio, John Scott, Thad Brown, everybody out there is taking video of this guy. So I've seen a lot of it. He's looking good. I'll say he's looking a lot better than he was in August, which is expected. You know, he's, he's building up more of that eccentric strength in his quadriceps to help slow him down. That also helps with acceleration, but he's able to control himself a lot better. He's cutting more fluidly. He's able to backpedal and, and pivot quickly. Um, from quick views and on regular speed, I thought maybe he was a half step slower on the left side, but that also might be a critical eye knowing that you're kind of looking for something to be wrong. If I slow down the video, I'm sure I could see that a little bit more, but uh, can he function in a, in a NFL defense? Absolutely. Can he go up against the best wide receivers? Yes, but he might get beat. And we've even seen the best quarterbacks get beat from time to time there. So um, the fact that they're waiting a little bit longer, I'm okay with it. I, the, so the schedule gets softer after week eight, which is nice. So that might be a good time to transition in. I don't know whether they want to bring him back in uh, week eight against the Packers. It's a pretty big primetime game. The adrenaline could be up there. Based off the 21-day timeline, they could elect him to say, let's keep you out week eight and then activate you right after the fact and kind of see where injuries lie and then get him back out there for week nine against the Jets there. So if he comes back week eight, great. If he comes back week nine, Either way, we're going to be winning with him, but I don't see him performing the lion's share snaps. I don't see that until, you know, December, just because he has to harden his body up. Like Brandon Bean said, yeah. um, he has Callous. to ramp up. Yes. Callous himself up. That's the, the right phrasing there. Mm -hmm. So, um, he needs that. He needs to get that in practice. He needs to get in that games. 
I know that sometimes when you see guys on snap counts that goes by the wayside, but they have more control of that. They've, they've done that better when um, on the offensive line, to some extent, the defensive line, we see them rotate a whole lot. And then they have the depth available at cornerback to mm-hmm. rotate him in and out. And they might put him in on um, certain packages or third down or things like that, but they don't want to expose him to where he's going to be overplaying and getting tired in the third quarter where, I don't know that he's necessarily going to re-injure it, but there's concern about your calf injuries, your quad injuries, your hamstrings, because he's still ramping back up. So those early season injuries we see, you know, your Tim Settle, your Jordan Phillips, those kind of guys, we could see that with Trey White as he ramps up, because even though it's later in the season, he's not immune to um, those injuries because he's ramping up too. So I'm curious to see what happens, especially because they don't practice during the week during the bye. So you're going to ramp up. And then if I think he even took a Friday off, if I'm, if I'm correct on that. So I'd want to see him practice at least another week before he gets out there. And even then do you maybe just wait to give an extra week because you still have a long season regards to even if you start week nine and then going to playoffs, it's still, you know, November, December, January, that's February. That's potentially four months of football, which is, you know, one month of football is tough on most players. Well, I mean, as we sit here and watch this Bills secondary hold opposing quarterbacks to a passer rating of under 70 for the season, and you see how Dane Jackson and Kyrie Elam and Christian Benford are all playing, you know, it really kind of takes away from the urgency, right? Yeah. And we all want Trey White back as soon as possible, and we know what he can bring to an NFL defense. He's an all-pro player that takes away the football. Like, that's going to make you a better football team, but I think the Bills – have somehow, after years of me being greatly concerned about cornerback depth, are very deep at corner. And there is no reason to rush him back, especially if you're going to rush him back, you wanted him for this game, right? This was the one, Pat Mahomes, right? I know Aaron Rodgers is next, but Aaron Rodgers doesn't have good receivers. I'd argue that the Jets have better receivers than the Packers. You know, and I I just feel like the the schedule really does lend itself very well for the Bills to kind of acclimate him at, at a comfortable pace. and. Uh, that's a testament to the depth that Brandon Bean's been able to assemble. And, and um, you know, there's going to come a day where Trey, Trey White's going to be a fixture for this defense. But you want that to happen at the right time, and you want him to be Trey White. And there's no rush. There's no rush. But it, it, within the next 21 days, he'll be activated. They didn't do all this for him to not play. So it'll happen. But I like your point there about how you can you can kind of ease him into things and, and build up that callus and – um, not rush anything and get his conditioning back. And I mean, this guy hasn't tackled anybody since last November. There's, there's, there's things that needs to happen here. So it's encouraging, especially because the bills are in such good shape when it comes to the cornerback depth. All right, folks, it's really real. The hay is really in the barn this time. Dr. Kyle Trimble stopping by here to uh, lend his expertise as always. I really, really appreciate your time and, and what you share on the podcast. Of course, Joe. As always, go Bills. All right, folks. Go Bills. I'll catch up with you guys again after the game. I, I will be at the game again. Lot G, if you're in Kansas City, come by, say hello. Um, I'll get back to the hotel as quickly as I can to get the post-game uh, reaction to you. So uh, I might need a little patience. I'm guessing it's going to be a little challenging getting out of Arrowhead. But uh, as soon as I can, I'll get back and get the post-game pod to you. Hopefully it's a, a victory Monday. And uh, we we can really enjoy two weeks of celebrating it right with the, with the bye week ahead of us. So uh, as always, I do kindly ask that you share, subscribe, rate, and review. Enjoy your weekend, go Bills! And I look forward to catching up with you again on Monday.